Upreachment, dear friends, you're about to receive on John Barleycorn, Nicotine, and the Temptations of Eve. Okay, let's hear it if it's so good. <gasps> oh, once I was happy and had a good wife. <gasps> I had enough money to last me for life. I met with a gal and we went on a spree. She taught me to smoke and drink whiskey, cigarettes and whiskey and wild wild Will you please? Cigarettes is a blight on the whole human race. A man is a monkey with one in his face. Here's my definition, believe me, dear brother. A fire on one and a fool on the other. Cigarettes and whiskey and wild, wild women. And Somebody get that bum out of here. Brother, repent, or they'll write on your grave. Two women in whiskey, here lies a poor slave. Take warning, dear stranger, take warning, dear friend. They'll write in big letters these words at the end. Cigarettes and whiskey and wild, wild women. Hold it, hold it, brethren. My friend, I'm afraid you're in the wrong place. We don't sing that kind of music here. Okay. Then show us your muscles. <laughs> and you're listening to the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show on... CITR, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And we have a special guest in the studio. Hello, are you there, guest? Yowza, yowza, it's here, boss. Who are you? Well, this is Crazy Ed. Crazy Ed, what did we hear and what are we going to do today? Well, we're going to play some, we're going to have an awful lot of fun. It's uh, meeting a John Barleycorn in the Temptations of Eve, and uh, we're playing, um, I guess, some uh, pretty weird stuff in, in all kinds of different categories to uh, kick off this segment of the show. You're calling it kind of Ed's Weird and Cool Closet. Well, actually, I'm calling it. Actually, who are you, Ed? In case people are wondering, who are you? Crazy Ed, what else you want to know here? Vancouver record collector Ed Lasco with his weird, cool and crazy closet. And when we opened the closet there, what did we begin with? A kind of allusion to the band The Hombres? Please explain, Ed. Well, the hombres, um, with their big hit, uh, Let It All Out, uh, stole the intro uh, right from that record. And actually, that was a huge hit record in June of 1947. Would you believe that that one was number one on the pop hit parade? 
15 weeks it was uh, on the hit parade, and it also charted on the country and western uh, hit parade. It was number two for 11 weeks. Can you believe that? And on the on the charts, uh, country and western for 18 weeks. What version did you hear first? Um, I heard that, you know what, way back in the 50s when I was uh, listening to what my folks were listening to, every uh, Sunday we had a kind of a ritual. We would uh, we would have pancakes, and while we were panca- eating the pancakes or cooking them, we would listen to CKWX. No, CKNW, excuse me. And they used to have a show uh, that was called Just for Fun. And I used to hear it on Just for Fun. And that's what we're doing today, Nardwar. It's all Just for Fun. Just for Fun. There's the title. Just for Fun with Ed Lasko. And Ed Lasko, what do we got coming up right now? Just for Fun. Well, we're doing, uh, like I say, we're going to do some all kinds of strange stuff and from all categories. And uh, this is a strange sound. So this is a strange instrument uh, to be used in rock and roll. This is a rock and roll song. I, from June 55, a band called the Commanders. Actually, the Commanders, their great claim to fame, they, they did have a minor hit in 53, but in, uh, in 55, they were the first band to cover a whole lot of shaking going on. But this uh, particular cut that we're about to hear is called the Monster. And the Monster is a bass saxophone. And I saw a picture of a rock band Nard, where, where where this cat was playing a bass saxophone, I could not believe it. Can you believe a saxophone that this guy was playing? He was like five ten, six feet, something. This saxophone went went from his lip all the way to the floor. This this saxophone was like five and a half feet tall. It takes a lot of uh, lung power to to move a machine like that. That's why it's rare. And that's what we're about to hear in The Monster by the Commanders. Just for fun with DJ Eddie J.
works, huh? Yeah. Well, then tune in the Swallows at Capistrano. Okay. This is Bernard Mazzitigas at Kitty Hawk, where Wilbur and Orville Flight are about to test their first airplane. Right now, Wilbur is hollering to one of his mechanics. Hey, Bobo! The mechanic replies, Uh-huh, honey. Wilbur points to the airplane, and he says, Follow me. They're going down to the plane. It's time now for the takeoff, and Wilbur says, Yes, never. They're strapping Orville into the pilot's seat, and he's screaming something. I don't want to go. They're cranking up the engine. <laughs> Mrs. Flight is on hand to watch the takeoff. She's waving to Orville. We're going to get a word right now from some of the folks watching this historic event. What do you people have to say? Look at there. <laughs> Look at there. Look at that. Orville's waving. I believe he's trying to say something. What's that, Orville? You can talk way too fast. And I'm a coming, coming home to you. He's coming in for a perfect one-point landing. Orville, how does it feel to be the first man to take a ride in an airplane? What happened up there? I almost lost my mind. I told you it wouldn't work. It'll work next time. Never replace television. down that purple shaft into the deep inner depths of the diamond mine where we will witness the flight of the precious peanut butter fudge angel of love as she spreads her wings and flies high through the thundering silence of your vacuum kept secret hiding out on the pulsating fringe of your bubbly fudge mind deep in the sanctuary of the ruby-lipped lizard who's tripped through that revolving door of today's changes springs the weightless suspension of those tiny red question marks to pierce your brain and taunt you to observe the wondrous smoke of the fur-lined volcano near the cave of the great blue-winged bat following the flight of the deep, deep breathing butterfly toward the soothing smell of the six-foot narcissus. Are we in the garden of man-eating dandelions or in the safety of the Tasmanian treehouse? Can it be? Will it be? Yes, it will as you reach out for where it's at, only to find when you're where it's at, it isn't where it's at at all. So cop out now with me for a borrowed moment and glimpse through the plate glass menagerie of life, the time thieves, the flight of mediocrity. Will we ever free ourselves of the demons of mediocrity? Wait now with me, knee deep in the splendor of the peach fuzz forest in the gentle radiation of the one-eyed cufflink joins us on our ball-bearing express to the land of lavender and sky-blue-pink, where we pause on the latex trampoline of tomorrow's promise and grieve on yesterday's sweet sorrow. In the steam-heated living room of the warm teenage tangerine, we must now somersault in slow motion down, down the sliding board to a diamond mine eternity, crying, crying as God alive. And remembering so well that the hand that cradles the rock can certainly roll the world.
and you're still listening to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. Just for... Just for fun. With guest DJ... It's Eddie J. And Eddie J, just for fun, what did we just hear just for fun? A selection of things, including one thing you made me Google for. Yeah, yeah, okay, um... Let's see. Well, the last thing that we played was the Diamond Mine by the Higher Elevation, and that was uh, released in June 1967. And Nardwar says it's famous on a Pebbles collection. Yeah, one of the first Pebbles that I got on CD has that particular track. Where did you get that particular track? Do you remember where you got it, Ed? Oh, no, that was a relic from the 70s. Uh, probably one of my junking trips down to Seattle. I used to do that on a regular basis after a while. And before that, what did we hear? Um, we heard The the Flight by Aron Plain, which is probably Dickie Goodman under a pseudonym. And uh, that's all about his time machine and uh, that he goes back and he's... Uh, Digging the very first uh, airplane flight. And uh, I, l- I love how that record ends. Never replace television. And then, quote, musical instrument consisting of a set of harsh sounding steam whistles that are activated by a keyboard. Correct. The calliope. And we played a crazy calliope for you. And that was uh, done by somebody who called himself Henry and Friends. And this has got a... Eddie Cochran connection because his uh, one-time manager, Jerry Capehart, was involved with this record. And before that? And before that, we had had that very low saxophone, the bass saxophone, the monster. By the Commanders. And coming up, what do we have, DJ Eddie J? Well, you know, and... and, uh, what what is it? Nine eleven. Everybody's worried about um, people stealing airplanes and crashing them into into towers and stuff like that. But guess what? That's not a new idea. This was going on in this in the sixties, and uh, I guess it's just about forgotten. But um, but here we've got a, a a record called School for Airplane Pirates. As done by some, a group that called themselves the Idiots. So it's kind of an idiot, uh, idiot, idiotic idea. But anyway, back in the 60s, uh, the, the people that we were worrying about to steal these airplanes were the Cubans and the Russians. And here we go, just for fun, with... Crazy Ed. On the Nardwar, the human, serviette, radio show. Crazy times. Come to order, por favor. As you all know, Raul Hernandez did his weekend homework very good. He brought back from United States an Americano DCA. Come to the head of the class, Raul. Muchas gracias, senor teacher. De nada, Raul, but you do not get an A. Why I do not get an A? Because you keep all the complimentary cigarettes? We told you you could keep the stewardess, but you must return the cigarettes. I did not think you would want them. They were mentholated. Well, the tobacco crop has been pretty rotten this year. Now, Raul, tell the class the whole story. You carried your lunch in a brown paper bag. See, in a greasy brown paper bag. Greasy, very good touch. But it was not your lunch, Raul. No, it was not my lunch. It was a big pistol. See, a big pistol. It was a very big pistol. A very big pistol. (laughs) And then you take out your very big pistol and stick off the piloto. No, I wait a little while. 
What for you wait, Raoul? Because on this plane, they have quick frozen arroz con pollo for lunch. Arroz con pollo? When I think of the pilot, I'm very polite. Bueno, we do not want to make the Americanos angry with us. I was even polite to all the passengers. The passengers? Yes, I open the door over Miami and I say, anyone going to the fun and blue can get off. <laughs> very considerate, Raoul. Now, class, pay attention. Here are your assignments. Luis Hidalgo, si. go back and take flight 303 to Buffalo. But you don't go to Buffalo. Si. And you, Chico, si. go back and take flight 79 to Cleveland. But you don't go to Cleveland. Si. And you, Juan, si. you take the champagne flight to Las Vegas. But you don't go. But you don't. I will take the champagne flight to Las Vegas. Uh -huh. oh. <laughs> now, before we dismiss, I want you to hear some advice from a guest we have with us today. Senor de class welcomes you. Спасибо, спасибо. Хорошо, очень хорошо. Здравствуйте, мои други. So nice to be here in your lovely warm country. I would just like you to remember this old proverb. Карандаш под столом. In translation, this is meaning the pencil is on the table. We are always ready to negotiate. After we steal the plane. I wonder if that was one of ours or one of theirs. Who can tell? Who can tell? Walking down the beach one bright and sunny day I saw a great big wooden box a-floating in the bay I pulled it in and opened it up And much to my surprise, ooh, I discovered a Right before my eyes, ooh, I discovered a Right before my eyes I picked it up and ran to town as happy as a king I took it to a guy I knew who'd buy most anything But this is what he hollered at me as I walked in his shop Oh, get out of here with that Before I call a cop Oh, get out of here with that Before I call a cop I turned around and got right out of running for my life And then I took it home with me to give it to my wife But this is what she hollered at me as I walked in the door Oh, get out of here with that And don't come back no more Oh, get out of here with that And don't come back no more I wandered all around the town until I chanced to meet A hobo who was looking for a hand out on the street He said he'd take most any old thing, he was a desperate man But when I showed him the He turned around and ran Oh, when I showed him the He turned around and ran I wandered on for many years, a victim of my fate Until one day I came upon St. Peter at the gate And when I tried to take it inside, he told me where to go Get out of here with that And take it down below Oh, get out of here with that And take it down below The moral of the story is if you're out on the beach And you should see a great big box and it's within your reach Don't ever stop and open it up That's my advice to you Cause you'll never get rid of them No matter what you do Oh, you'll never get rid of them No matter what you do
spiders, creepy, crawly spiders, spiders in the web. The fly is in the web. The spiders, the spiders crawling closer, creeping closer, closer. To the fly, the fly caught in the web. Darling, are you having a nightmare? Your arm. Your arm is hurting me. <gasps> What happened to your head? Help me! 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 And you're still listening to the Nardwar the Human Serviette Radio Show with guest DJ. It's Eddie J. Just for fun. Just DJ for fun. Eddie J has brought in his collection from his closet of stuff just for fun. And what did we just hear right there, Ed? That was uh, a guy that was uh, called himself, or is, Bobby Christian with uh, a paradiddle, the, the Spider and the Fly. I was trying to date that, and it's like from about 65 or 66. I couldn't even date it. <clears throat> well, I didn't give myself a whole lot of time to, to, for, the, for the project, but uh, kind of a weird uh, thing. And I think that was played on Vancouver radio show back, or radio stations back in the day. And we heard the kitty version of The Thing by Phil Harris. Phil Harris um, was a, a band leader um, that um, I don't, for, don't know. For a long time, he was... Um, He was uh, with Jack ben Benny on Jack Benny's uh, program, uh, radio program, and then uh, there was a spinoff, and Phil Harris got his own radio show. In November of 1950, uh, The Thing was uh, number one on the pop uh, hit parade. But what we heard there was uh, a very rare Kitty's version, which I would have first heard on CKNW just for fun. On the Nardwarty Human Serviette Radio Show. And before that, Ed. Well, before that, we had the School for Airline Pirates by the Idiots. And right now, something special of the Little Red Riding Hood variety. Well, um, actually, I was thinking, uh, do you ever watch that uh, TV show, uh, Once Upon a Time? No. Okay, well, that, that that's based on all kinds of uh, different, um, um, I was going to say cartoon, but not cartoon um, 
all kinds of characters from uh, children's uh, books and stuff like that. Like, like for instance, Little Red Riding Hood. So I was uh, thinking of those people. And, of course, uh, uh, lately uh, Hollywood's been in uh, the news since Hollywood North is doing so poorly. But anyway, this is uh, Little Red Riding Hood, who is one of the characters in, uh, in the... Uh, TV series Once Upon a Time, and this is a grim fairy tale for hip kids, and we're ending uh, the show with this. On the Nardward Human Serviette Radio Show, we have some Little Red Riding Hood action provided by... Al Collins, Al Jasbo Collins from 1953. From the vaults and closets of DJ Eddie J, just for... Just for fun! Well now, little ones, this is your Uncle Jasbo with your bedtime story of Little Red Riding Hood. Once upon a time, in the land of Ubladi, there lived a fine chick named Red Riding Hood. One day, Red's mother said, Honey, your grandma is feeling the least. So I fixed up a real wild basket of ribs and a bottle of juice, and I'd like you to fall by her joint and lay it on her. Crazy, said Red. And taking the basket, she took off through the woods. Yeah, she'd gone but a short distance when the wolf appeared on the scene from behind the timber. Baby, he said, give me some skin. Sorry, Daddy-O, said Red, some other time. Right now, I have to make it over to my grandma's place. Mama, say no more, said the wolf, I'm hip. Dig you later. So saying, he made it over to grandma's post-haste, swallowed the old lady up, disguised himself in her nightclothes, and stashed himself between the lily whites. Pretty soon, Little Red Riding Hood knocked. Hit me again, said the wolf. Who goes? It's me, Graham, said Red Riding Hood. Mother heard you were sick, and she thought you might like to pick up on some ribs. Wild, said the wolf. Fall in. Red Riding Hood entered and cased the joint and said, Hey, what a crazy pad. Sorry I didn't have time to straighten the joint up before you got here, said the wolf. What's in the basket? Same old jazz, Red said. Baby, said the wolf, don't put it down. I have to, said Red, it's getting heavy. Okay, said the wolf, open the basket, I've got eyes. I'm hip, said Red. Grandma, what frantic eyes you have. They're better to dig you with, my dear, said the wolf. And Grandma, said Red, what a long nose you have. Yeah, said the wolf, it's a gasser. And Grandma, said Red, your ears are the most say the least. I know my ears aren't the greatest, said the wolf. Let's just say somebody goofed. You know something Red said? I don't want to sound square, but you don't look like my grandma at all. You look like some other cat. Baby said the wolf, you're flipping. No, man, said Red, I just dug your nose again, and it's the most. I don't want to come right out and ask to see your card, but where's my grandma? Your grandma is gone, said the wolf. You're right, said Red. She is the swingingest, but where is she? She cut out, said the wolf. Don't hand me that jazz, said Red. Whereupon the wolf leapt out of bed and began chasing her about the room. Little did he know that the wolf season had opened that day. But a passing hunter was hip, and he came on with an axe and dispatched the wolf forthwith. Dad, said Red gratefully, your timing was like the end, you know? 
and so it was. And you're still listening to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. And we still, still have a guest live on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio. Are you still there, guest? I'm here, I'm here. Uh, just so we could reintroduce you again, all over again, who are you? Well, it's Crazy Ed. And Ed, what are we going to do, DJ Eddie Lasco, on a Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show today, right now? It's rare can cons, Canadian content versus $1,000 American rockabillies. Which people may have heard before. We're not sure how many times you've come out to the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show to do this, but you just like to say it's the 2013, part 2013. Yeah, I think it's actually about five or six. So, so please explain the concept. What is CanCon for people don't know? And what are $1,000 American rockabillies for people that don't understand dollar figures? Well, CanCon is uh, simply Canadian content. And, uh, of course, you know, we're, we're playing fast and, and loose with the rules. Uh, the CRTC has their rules, but... Um, we think that they were wrong, that they should have grandfathered uh, all of this 50s stuff. Because you don't hear this on commercial radio. you got to tune into some weird little station like CITR to get the good stuff. Or, uh, or who are we in uh, New Jersey? Or if people are listening on the podcast, WFMU, New Jersey. Yeah, you know, you got to tune into these shows to get this kind of music. So I'm going to play something that I think is just uh, astounding in a way. I just uh, uh, picked up this record uh, late last year, and I dated this as February 1955. It's by Dorothy Collins. Um, who was uh, married to a guy named Ray Scott, and Ray Scott got a gig uh, to be the, uh, the band and the band leader on um, a, a TV show called Your Hit Parade. And so uh, Dorothy Collins went along for the ride, and she became sort of famous by, by doing this TV show. But uh, this is prior to all of that. In February 55, she was recording for a very small little uh, New York label. And this is my candidate for the first Canadian rock and roll record. This is her version of Laverne Baker's Tweedly D. Eddie Lasco, DJ Eddie J, Crazy Ed, presenting Rare CanCons versus $1,000 American Rockabillies. Kicking off now with a Rare CanConner by... Dorothy Collins. Let's hear it. Ah, you're gonna keep that honey you've got. I love 
j'étais cette nuit à la porte du paradis. Sous un grand dôme, je voyais le fantôme de la vieille année qui n'arrête pas de sauter. En cette heure dans les épaules, dans celle de rock'n'roll, criant Saint-Pierre, pourquoi pas me laisser sur la terre? Tout le ciel chante, mais rien ne m'enchante. Car sans prestige, je suis bien triste, disait l'an 56. Don't bargain with love, bargain with love, that's not the thing to do. 
You're still listening to the Nardwar, we hope, human serviette radio show with guest DJ Eddie J doing part 2013 of Rare CanCons versus Thousand Dollars American Rockabilly. Thousand Dollars, because that's what they're worth. Thousands and thousands of dollars. What did we just hear there from the Canadian contingent? That was Walton the Satans and um don't know anything about these guys, but they wandered on down in New York City and they recorded on a very small little um, um, label down there. And from there, it went to a bigger label, which was still very, very small. And from there, they got it uh, released on a Canadian label, on the Spartan label. And um, what we just heard was my Spartan copy. And guess where I got it from? New York City. New York, New York. Yeah. <laughs> Get all the good Canadian records from elsewhere. Well, you're also saying that you got some stuff from Tacoma, too. Like, a lot of Canadian records come from the States. What did you get from Tacoma? Well, that'll be a little later on the show, but I, got, I picked up a, uh, a Johnny and Eddie Stoltz record that's very, very rare. I think I have, it's fair enough to call so it So thank you, USA, for the great Canadian records. But that particular track we heard was a retro sound, you were saying. That was a retro sound. Well, because it came out in September 65, so that wasn't the new sound. That was uh, that sound kind of uh, harkens back to Buddy Holly and the Crickets and uh, owes more to 1958 than it does to 1965. But, and, a, but a great record, nevertheless. And before that, what did we hear? And before that, we had uh, D- Dorothy Collins's version of Tweedly D, uh, the very first rock and roll record by a Canadian, and it was a Canadian woman. And didn't we also also have something else in there? No, we played three records in Ardware. I'm giving you the straight goods. Indeed. On an Ardware to Human Serviette radio show, one thing I was going to ask you about, Ed, is you're always on the lookout for Canadian records. Hockey season has started up again. You got a Maurice Rouchard 45 a little while back? That's true. Uh, Rocket Rock and Roll by... Denise Philatrol. And where did that come from? I got that from a guy in Quebec. That's about the only place in the world you're going to get that record. Because it's sung in French. And right now we have some $1,000 American rockabillies that you brought in. That's right. We got the Blankenship Brothers. And if you wanted a copy of this record, you'd have to be prepared to pay $1,000 plus for a nice copy um, let's see. Actually, you know, believe it or not, there was three different Blankenship Brothers records that go for $1,000 or more. And uh, the one we're going to play right now um, is, um, which one have we got? That's Why I'm Blue? Is that correct? Indeed. That one sold in mint minus for 1500 bucks. So here's $1,000 rubbing against a needle that's worth how much? (laughs) Well, we hope it's worth a few dollars anyway. We hope it doesn't have a big chip in it. On the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show with guest DJ. Crazy Ed. Rare CanCons versus right now, $1,000 American Rockbillies. Doggone blue. My baby, she done left me. She left me with the doggone blue. And that 
Robinson Crusoe got shipwrecked at sea. He kept a can of his days on the big tall tree. He cut those notches from the bottom to the top. A lot of sweet wild loving he must have got. Every time you go to paint the town, the sweet wild women are bopping around. Blue Bopalula sounds good to me, even when you do it on the island in the sea. Blue Bopalula, he must have got around, cause the blue bopping women are rocking the town. He lived all alone, didn't know nobody till he met that wild man he called Friday. They played all around and they went in a swing and that where the wild men they found a big wild wind. Some was short, some was tall, believe me those guys must have had a ball. Blue Bopalula sounds good to me, even when you did on the island in the sea. Blue Bopalula, they must have got around cause the blue bopping women are rocking the town. Rock cats, rock! cars or two-tone shoes and every night they pop the blues the kind of pop they done to sweep you off your feet and all they had was a tom-tom beat those two boys must have done all right cause the wild wild women are bopping tonight blue bop the loo sounds good to me even when you do it on the island in the sea blue bop the loo they must have got around cause the blue bop the women is a rockin' this town And you're still listening to the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show with guest DJ Eddie J. Bringing you rare CanCons versus $1,000 American Rockabillies. And right now, we are up to $1,500 plus $2,000 plus $1,138. Let Ed do the math on that one. Well, let's see. That's about $25, $35, $3,600 plus. On the Nardwar to Human Serviette Radio Show, plus a whole bunch of rare Canadian records that are worth, well, priceless. Right, Ed? Well, they are to a guy like me who just can't find them. You have to look forever to, before they uh, come up for sale. But uh, when they do, they're uh, they're not terribly pricey. Uh, there's not many people that are interested in uh, Dorothy Collins. Her records go for very cheap. So I got that one delivered to my door, post and all, for a scant $15. The Ro- Roger Maron, that was... Uh, uh, pardon my lousy French. Allivant, they lay rock and roll. That one cost me thirty-six bucks, post included. Now for for the uh, Walton the Satans, I had a shell out eighty-eight bucks for that one. And we just heard some calling. What did we hear? Some calling. Some calling. We heard some sunny cooling. Sunny coal. Yes, that was sunny coal. Robinson Crusoe, rock and roll. And that one, uh, in E condition, not even meant minus, but still a very nice record, went for 11.38. So that was uh, a bit of a pricey record as well. And before that? Well, that was the Catalinas, which we think was from 1959. The Catalina Push, which went for 2000 bucks. 
And before that, we had? We started, it kicked it off with uh, actually a hillbilly uh, record uh, by the Blankenship Brothers. Uh, that was called That's Why I'm Blue. Right yeah. now, we're entering the Canadian content section, Ed. Yeah, we're swinging back, and uh, we're going to play the Bowmarks' first record, which uh, came out in 1959 as by the Deltones. And, of course, Dick Dale uh, had his band going um, much earlier in the day, and they were known as Dick Dale and the Deltones. So uh, when the Bowmarks put out their record... They got told that uh, they had to change their name, and they did. And, of course, they, they became the Bowmarks. But the very first record came out as by um, the uh, Deltones. And um, guess what? I've owned a copy of this record ever since 1959. But uh, the reason I'm playing it today is because, uh, you know, can you believe it? I was looking for, for uh, a New Zealand uh, EP of the Bowmarks, and I had been looking for that since about 1975. And about 1974, I was offered a copy, and I passed on it because I probably didn't have enough money in my jeans at the time. And it took me all that time, and I finally found it last uh, last summer. Um, a New Zealand issue. New Zealand only. Only. Nowhere else in the world that it come out in a 45 uh, format with uh, the cover. And actually, the, the picture on the cover is the same as the uh, Bowmark's uh, first LP. Very famous photo, isn't it? Yes, it is, with a, a bow, a, a, let's see, a Bowmark airplane. We're, we're in an airplane theme. So anyway, here we go. This is called Moonlight Party. The Bowmarks. On a New Zealand record label on the Nardwater Human Survey Radio Show with guest DJ Crazy Ed. Cats and the chickens Were having their fun Oh, and the dogs jumped in Driving the cats So they swim with one baseball bat Chicken and a dog Drive on the head Knocked him crazy Wishing he was dead Oh, well, everybody stop You know you're supposed to rock Everybody stop this fight Oh, I'm gonna call the cops So oh, everybody stop You know you're supposed to rock Stop this fight or I'm gonna fall the car Oh, well, the fight went on It was a half-ass four But there was a showing in All on the floor All aboard the doctor And the doctor said If you don't stop Well, you all be dead Oh, well, everybody stop You know you're supposed to rock Stop this fight, oh, I'm gonna call the cops So hell, 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 everybody stop You know you're the doctor said Well, if you don't stop, when the morning comes Then I guess you'll all be dead Dead. Oh, well, everybody stop You know you're supposed to rock 
And you're still listening to the Nardwar the Human Serviette Radio Show Rare CanCons Canadian Rockers versus Thousand Dollar American Rockabillies Part 2003 with guest DJ Eddie J. Eddie J. Please explain, Eeny Meeny. Miney Mo. That was a Vancouver group known as the Canadian Sweethearts, Bob Reagan and Lucille Starr. And of course, Lucille Starr had a monster hit with her version of the French song, which was a traditional song with her original Canadian lyrics, which sold five million copies worldwide. She's in the Canadian Music Hall of Fame. Actually, I was kind of surprised that the Canadian Sweethearts are not in the Canadian Music Hall of Fame. But um, they're in the Rockabilly Hall of Fame, or they ought to be if they're not. Because, and they're from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Well, Bob was originally from Dawson Creek, and um, uh, Lucille was originally from St. Boniface, Manitoba, and they met in Dawson Creek, and uh, Lucille started... Um, uh, recording uh, with the band. Actually, it's kind of humorous. Um, uh, they did their first recordings for the Aragon Record Company in uh, Vancouver, B.C., and as uh, they did the, the LP, uh, Lucille was singing with uh, Bob's older brother, Carrie Reagan, and at the end of the day, uh, Lucille hadn't recorded with Bob, and Bob was pissed off about it. I think he was kind of a controlling kind of a guy. So, uh, at any rate, uh, they were married for a very long time. Um, eventually, uh, within a few years, they, uh, they started their own group. Um, there's a story about them going to Toronto and trying to get gigs around Toronto, and they couldn't get gigs. So, uh, all of a sudden, they, they decided they would call themselves uh, Bob Reagan and his Californian Pioneers. <laughs> and so, they, be, they did, decided that they would, uh, and actually it worked, they got gigs, because uh, they suddenly became um, more in demand being a exotic Californians, uh, as apart from uh, being lowly Canadians from Dawson Creek, of all places. And what we heard there was a reissue, you were saying? I'm fascinated by all these, like, 60s reissues. In the 60s, or well, 50s reissues in the 60s, or early 60s reissues in the 60s. Well, I've been saying this for about, uh, oh, I don't know, 20 years or something. And then, uh, to my surprise, I think in the 90s, a book came out. Um, did you know that the first uh, 50s re, uh, revival started in 1960? It's true. There was a tons of reissues. Actually, some people actually actually tried to kick it off a little earlier. In 1959, there were uh, a few things reissued. For instance, uh, Johnny Ace's classic uh, "Pledging My Love" was reissued in '59, but it was a little too early and it didn't catch on. But by 1960, there was a full fledged. 50s revival, yeah. And this is on the King record label, Bob and Lucille, and you were mentioning something about how it went nowhere, that record, but it was actually released on an LP with the last cut on it. Well, originally it was cut uh, in L.A. on a very small little label called the Ditto Label. It was released in Canada in 59, in October of 59, on the Quality Label, 
And um, uh, King picked it up uh, as a dead issue and issued it. uh, Actually, they did two records for Ditto. So they issued the the A-sides back-to-back on on a... uh, on a 45 in June 1962, and in the 70s, uh, there was a King um, Rockabilly's collection. Uh, Rockabilly's, uh, especially in Europe, started really taking off and, and keeping the sound alive, which is the original punk sound uh, from, from the 50s. And uh, and there's all these classic artists on this King LP, like Charlie Feathers and Matt Curtis, but... The, the tune that, that ends the LP, which is all, almost always reserved for the hottest song on the LP, was Eeny, Meeny, Miny, Moe by Bob and Lucille, the Canadian Sweethearts. And before the Canadian Sweethearts, we heard DJ Eddie J? Well, that was uh, a group that started off in Kelowna, B.C. It was Johnny and Eddie Stoltz. And uh, I was uh, on the Internet uh, Googling these guys a little while ago, and they're, they're from a huge musical family. I think there's about... 21 people in the in the family that were musical they had uh, a cousin uh, that was recording for um, at the Aragon uh, record label Vancouver's first record label and these guys these uh, actually these three brothers Johnny Eddie and and uh, Billy Stoltz were all in different bands and they were all playing in Calgary and they got together. Can you imagine three brothers getting together? They're all in different bands. They got together and they said, hey, let's form our own band. So they got, they got together, formed their own band. And uh, in search of jobs, they just kept moving east. Uh, they, they went right across to Toronto uh, for a hiccup. And, uh, and when they got to Montreal, Montreal was a real hot spot in Canada back in the 50s and early 60s. So they settled in Montreal. Um, I, and they were probably in Montreal in November of 63 when All About My Baby came out. And that was uh, Johnny and Eddie Stoltz uh, doing the vocals on that. They, they did a classic rockabilly in 58 called Rock and Roll Riot, which is uh, the most expensive Canadian record. And copies are just like uh, impossible to get. How much is it? I was offered $2,000 for mine 20 years ago, and needless to say, I still own it. Ed, you know a lot about Canadian records. I think it's fascinating. Bands like the Stoltz Brothers coming from Kelowna. Right here, I just have a bunch of LPs. I just wanted to quickly ask you about. These are some Canadian budget LPs that I found. What can you quickly tell the people about these records? Do you recognize any of them? Well, Stu Davis um, was, uh, I, I'm, I think he was a Calgarian, but he recorded a bunch of records for Aragon. Uh, Clarence uh, Plouffe was an uh, excellent uh, Edmontonian uh, guitar player, um, record, recording with um, uh, Gaby Hawes. Uh, it's spelled G-A-B-Y-H-A-A-S. Sometimes uh, people mispronounce that as, as Gabe, Gabby Hayes. Gabby Hayes was a Hollywood actor, but this is Gaby Hawes, who uh, also is famous to record collectors for owning a, 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 um, a music store, a record store in uh, Edmonton. And they always have great record covers, too, don't they, a lot of these LPs? Well, um, don't know what to say about that. The, the, here we've got a, a beautiful guitar. That uh, that looks like a famous uh, guitar. That's a Gretsch uh, White Eagle, I think it's called. I just love the background. They're in the snow wearing yeah. the Hudson's Bay jackets. <laughs> yes. You know, always great covers. With a CBT, a CTV microphone um, 
as as a prop there. Now the, this next fellow, Mike McCluskey, he's uh, he's a '70s guy, and I don't know anything about him. Uh, Nick Nolan was a um, a folk folk artist from uh, the eastern uh, uh, provinces, um, Newfoundland or something like that. Uh, who we got here? That doesn't want to tell me his name. That's hard to comment on somebody. I can't see his name. <laughs> only can only in Canada would they put a, a record with it that doesn't have the guy's name on. I love that one. You should nail it to the wall. <laughs> what what promo? Fabulous. Russ Gurr. Yeah, you have to look at the record label to find the guy's name. Oh, what a scream. Um, and I don't know anything about the last one either. Well, thanks for going through those records and assessing them. How much dollars worth of records do I have there, Ed? About $2.50 at a garage sale. Okay, we're going to play... And uh, what are we up to right now, would we're you gonna, say? We're going to play a $1,000 uh, American rockabilly for you right now. This is the Cruisers and Betty Ann. On the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show, rare cancons versus... Thousand dollar American Rockabillies. With guest DJ Eddie J.
Still listening to the Nardwar, the human Serviat radio show, Rare Cancons versus Thousand Dollar American Rockabillies. And we started off with. Uh, and we really are playing them. That's why I'm late coming back to the dials here, right, Ed? Beg your pardon? You we're really playing them. That's why you're really <laughs> working me out, aren't you? Well, I don't know about you, but I'm sitting here really digging them. These are, uh, these are cool sounds. If you're into uh, Rockabillies, we're listening to the very best. Um, you know what? There hasn't been a real clean copy of Betty Ann as sold on eBay on the internet in over five years. I've been watching for about five and a half years. A VG minus copy, and a VG minus copy is is poor condition, but a VG minus copy sold for eight hundred and twenty-six bucks. So I would estimate or a mint minus copy of Betty Ann would probably sell for two thousand bucks. And when did we hear more. that? When did we hear B- Betty Ann? Well, that was the first song in our set. And then we went to Junior Dean. We played Chick Chick. And um, I'm just trying to find something on Junior Dean here. Um, a an excellent copy of Chick Chick sold for eleven hundred bucks. So we're, uh, are you keeping a running total on these, Nardware? This is starting to add up into some real coin here. This is, these are out of the reach for ordinary record collectors. The next cut we played, I think that was from 59, was a guy named Ronnie Dove. And Ronnie Dove uh, had a, a whole string of hits in the uh, mid-60s. But that was his very first uh, record, Loverboy. 
And uh, you know what? There hasn't been a copy of that sold in any condition whatsoever in five and a half years. So uh, I think if that one came up for sale, that's probably another $2,000 record. And the one that we just uh, finished hearing was Beat Out My Love by Lee Dresser. And that one came out in 59. And um, what have we got on that? A VG Plus copy, which is a fairly decent record, but far from mint, sold for 943 bucks. So, When did it sell? How accurate are your records, Eddie J? Oh, um, I, I can't tell you, I, 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 but I, I uh, chart these myself. I follow them on eBay, and uh, I'm like a little accountant, except for I'm doing this weird thing with rare records. So, yes, uh, it's absolutely true. They sold for 943 bucks sometime within the last five and a half years, because that's how long I've been doing it. And what is the book to use as a basis for everything? You have a book here that uses the basis. This is a lousy, stinking book. That's why I started rewriting it. This is by uh, Tom Lincoln and and Dick Blackburn of Los Angeles. And Tom, I think, is in Alabama. I talked to Tom on the phone one time. And uh, I know Dick. I've uh, talked to him uh, more than a few times. Actually, he confessed to me. uh, He says, well, you know, if I've got the record, then it goes in the book at, uh, you know, top buck. But if I'm looking for the record and I don't have it, then I put it in for cheap. Behind the scenes with DJ Eddie J. And Ed, you're in a band yourself, aren't you? The Misty Deep. Well, that was in the, in the 60s. Yep, sir. Uh, it's supposed to be a re-release on that, but it's been held up uh, on, on account of no money. How many tracks is going to be on this reissue? I thought you only did like a couple tracks. That's all we did was a couple tracks. And I think there's only one supposed to be on this uh, reissue CD, but uh, it, it keeps getting postponed. And for people in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, they have something interesting that they can check out at 2541 Kent Avenue. And actually, people not from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada can also check it out because there's a plaque there dedicated to the chicken coop. What can you tell the people about the chicken coop, Raw? Well, the chicken coop uh, uh, was uh, a, a place where musicians, Vancouver musicians, used to go and jam in the um, in about oh, you know kind of fifty nine and sixty fifty eight maybe, and uh, you know different people used to make the scene, and one of those persons got discovered there and went on to become a star. And went on to become a megastar, a very a veritable queen of country and western music. And it's not in her book, and it's not in her in her uh, movie bio, but but it's true. This is where Loretta Lynn got discovered in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, at two five four one Kent Avenue. The East chicken Canada. coop in a chicken coop, which was a converted chicken coop into a musician's jam space. And there's a great article in the Vancouver Courier all about that. Yes, Rob, uh, what's it, Howitson. Yes. People can check out online. To end the Nardwarta Human Serviette radio show with rare CanCons versus $1,000 American Rockabillies, what you have coming up, Ed? We're going to take you back to Christmas. Where This is my Christmas show now because I miss Christmas for the last uh, three or four decades. So I'm going to play a rare Canadian Christmas record. This one actually came out in 65 by Donnie Burns. It's called Cool Yule, and um, it was recorded for uh, 
the ARC uh, record company of Toronto, who didn't like to pay royalties. So uh, if they never, uh, when, they, when they were doing covers, and this is a cover, they would uh, nicely forget who wrote them. And actually, this is a, um, a recut um, of uh, a, a tune that was originally uh, done by Ed Burns, uh, Ed Burns of 77 Sunset Strip fame, um, who was a, a Hollywood version of a beatnik. Um, I guess the first Hollywood beatnik. Uh, Maynard G. Krebs being the next. So uh, it was originally titled Yulesville, but this one is uh, called Cool Yule by Donnie Burns. And if we have time, we might also jam in an extra track. You have another extra track we might hear there. Got a real cool cut called, uh, what is it, Party Hop by Bob King. And what's the background on that one? Um, Let's see. Let me think. Um, Bob King. I think Bob King was... um, What makes you choose these records, Ed? Toronto area guy. Well, these these were my big discoveries or uh, the big additions to my record collection um, from 2012. These are all the best records that, that I added into the collection in that year. Well, thanks so much for coming out to the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show here today, DJ Eddie... Eddie J. Presenting Rare CanCons versus $1,000 American. American Rockabillies. The count is pretty high right now. I think we're over like $10,000 worth of records, if not more. See what you get for, for your... Um for nothing, just by tuning in. Well, I'm honored that you've brought them out to the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show. So let's go back to Christmas, DJ Eddie J. Thank you so much for having me, Nardworm. Merry Christmas. And do 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 do. It was a night before Christmas, and all through the pad, not a hip cat was swinging. And that's nowhere, Dad. The stole was hung up in that stocking routine like maybe the fat man would soon make the scene. The cats had fell by, had just made the street, and I wasn't ready for Snoresville. Man was happy. When they started a rumble, it came on real frantic, so I opened the window to figure the panic. I saw a slick rod that was making fat tracks, souped up by eight ponies, all wearing hat racks. And a funny old geezer, he was flipping his lid He told them to make it, man like they did They were out of the chute, making time like a bat Turning the corner in eight seconds flat They parked by my smokestack in bunches and clusters and Chubby slid down, coming on like gangbusters His threads were from Cubeville, and I had to chuckle In front, not back, was his Ivy League buckle and a mop on his chin had a button-down collar And with that red nose, Dad, he looked like a baller Like he was the squarest, the most absolute But let's face it, who cares when he left all that loot He laid the jazz on me and he peeled from the gig Wailing, have a cool you, man, later like dig For you who don't dig jive, then I'll set you right Merry Christmas, y'all, it's been one drag of a night
hop. Let's go to the party and we'll have a ball. Dancing at the party hops most of all. Talk. Let's go to the party and with Susie Q. We'll really have some fun, play a game or two. We'd be rocking and reeling and we'll really get the feeling when we're dancing at the party hop. At the hop, hop, hop. Party hop at the hop, hop, hop. Party hop at the hop, hop, hop. Party hop at the hop, hop, hop. Party hop. Let's go to the party and we'll have a ball. Dancing at the party hop is most of all. Saturday, February 9th, CITR presents the 26th annual Bob Marley Bash, featuring Steel, Natural Flavors, and Raz Nikilesh. Hosted by George Barrett and Louis Sutherland. Tickets available at High Life Records, Zulu Records, Salon Supreme Rhythm, and Spice. Doors at 8 p.m.